What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And Ray is a Skywalker. Come at me, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> She's a Skywalker. Let's yes. just let's just put that on the record. Ray is a Skywalker. Yes. Because the title. So we so we saw the um, uh, what do you call it? The teaser trailer of uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. That's what episode we're on right now is Episode Nine. Good job. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, the rise of Skywalker is the name. And Ray was prominent within it. She's uh, someone's holding uh, the medal that Luke won. I'm sorry, Ryan Johnson. You you can't destroy that. Ray was supposed to be a Skywalker of some sort. I'm guessing. She was the stepsister of Luke. That's that's my guess. That's my. What do you think, Liz? Wait, what? What do you think? Stepsister? What did you just? Stepsister? How? No. Half brother? Moonwalker? Daughter. I think Moonwalker. I'm pretty sure. Liz, how you doing? Confused. Oh man, what did you do? What did you think of the teaser trailer? I like it. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And I'm also scared. Why are you just scared? Just because episode eight went so bad. Well, this is JJ we're talking about. I know. I'm just saying. I, I'm just scared. Someone on my Facebook, I posted it. I never go on Facebook anymore because I'm tired. And I posted uh, the the title screen of it. Mm-hmm. And someone commented just saying, well, I just hope JJ doesn't like ruin it or uh, doesn't explain anything or, or leaves it off on. You mean like what happened in episode eight? That's what I mean. And just like episode eight left so many things on a tangent and unanswered questions. Like I'm not going to spoil it in yeah. case you didn't see it. But the whole episode eight was just it, it was just unanswered questions. That's all yeah. it was. What are you talking about? JJ's going to do that. It was all Ryan Johnson's fault. Not Come at me, Ryan Johnson. That, but at this, but also. It's just all the emotions it, with it being the last. It's the end. Yeah. It's like reli- It's like reliving when Harry Potter ended. Yeah, like all true. the emotions of like everything you've watched. Like this is like you're yeah. going on your whole life. Like especially for like since people 76. like our pa- like our parents age who have been watching it since the very first movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas we we watched them, but we didn't wait for them to come out and right. do all that like our parents did. So it's just like the emotions behind it ending like are we sure it's ending yeah like that i'm in that denial stage where it's like are you sure well the era of skywalker is <laughs> yes i know but then it's like what are we gonna do next and it yeah. scares me so um i'm 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 emotional <laughs> so we're not gonna do movie minutes this week that was our movie talk basically yeah uh, because we have a special guest that's gonna come on a little bit later uh but first we're gonna go into top three gaming news and then jumping into our our guest but before we get into the top three gaming news, we just want to remind everybody to follow us on social media. You can find us at Gaming Groceries or follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm Journey First. And I promise that after Monday, I might actually be on Twitter again. Woo! <laughs> Tax season is almost over. So you can follow us individually and uh, give us your gripes on there or be friends with us on individual uh, terms, I guess. Uh, follow, us on, follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And check out our website. Our website, you can actually play all of our episodes from our website. You can read blogs that I post every now and again. I hope to write a blog uh, one a week. That's what I'm trying to aim for. That's the goal. That's the goal. You can also <laughs> find out where you can find us. We actually just got on 
uh, Player FM, I believe it's called Player yeah, FM, so. and tune in. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, so definitely check out our website. Also follow our our good friend Absolute Prodigy on Twitch. He's streaming Division Two, I believe, still. Uh, yeah. So definitely check him out, Absolute Prodigy on Twitch. He was a guest on the show on episode forty, I yeah, think, forty one. So. You can find out for us by checking out our website. Woo! <laughs> I think this is a good time to jump into our first segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw this week. Uh, we get the three best ones, in our opinion anyway, and we rank it three, two, one, just to keep you informed of what's going on in the gaming industry. So, oh, we actually forgot to rank these. So I'm just going to go down the list and uh, that's going to be the ranking we give it. Okay, when you didn't ask me what the ranking was, I assumed you had already ranked it. Oopsie dinkles. I forgot to rank them. But guess what? Here's the ranking now. Actually, it's in... Yeah, actually, it's usually in, we end up keeping it in the order you wrote it. So. Actually, I'm looking at this right now. It's actually pretty much 3, 2, 1. So let's go right into it with the number three gaming news. Uh, Jason Schreier wrote a follow-up article on Bioware mm -hmm. talking about the state of Dragon Age 4, which is really interesting. Pretty much the same... Not the same. Anthem was pretty bad, but it's kind of same morale levels mm -hmm. in Bioware. So uh, it was first codenamed. This is talking about Dragon Age 4. Yeah. Not the article. Yeah. Uh, it was first uh, codenamed Joplin or Joplin, whatever you call it. And it would center around a group of spies on a heist and it would have a systematic narrative uh, kind of system in there, very, very uh, detail-oriented, very choice-oriented. It, it, it seemed to be a very RPG-esque uh, game, just like what a Dragon Age game mm -hmm. is. That was scrapped for something that was codenamed Morrison. Now, Morrison, which is concerning a lot of people, and okay, not including myself, but we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Morrison is set to be a, quote-unquote, live service. Also remember that this is being published by ea who is very famous for <clears throat> live services say that with me everybody live services they are of the devil so they say live service but casey Hudson also replied on twitter saying uh it's he says he's, he's designing a game that is a continued storytelling after the main mission so that's what he means by live service. More mm -hmm. content, probably more DLCs, yeah. uh, probably live events. So live service, not in the way of microtransactions, but let's be real here. There's going to be microtransactions. <laughs> the article also states that there is low, uh, low morale at Bioware. Uh, worries of crunch time and being the black sheep, actually, of EA Studios. There's actually a quote in there that says like they hate how Bioware is pretty much the black sheep, saying that like, uh, Respawn is in it, like killing it with Apex. And then you have the FIFA teams and the Madden teams. And there's Bioware making all the RPG games. And they're seen as like the dorks of EA. Um, you didn't get a chance to read this article. I didn't. But uh, what do you think about what was just said? I hear that Bioware has not learned from their mistakes. Probably not. Like, I feel like, yeah, they might be seen as like, the nerds of the group because they are doing the most gamer game right but at the same time they could also be the black sheep because they bring that on themselves by not keeping their yeah. morale not producing good products like mm -hmm. like i feel like some of it is brought on themselves maybe if they set their standards as high as 
the other ones that like respawn and they set their their standards as high as those then maybe they yeah. would feel like part of the family like you know yeah. what i mean no that that's that's definitely true like there, there's a lot of things that bioware does that I, it shouldn't be there but jason Schreier actually just tweeted this morning we're recording this on a saturday by the way uh jason Schreier just tweeted probably this morning i believe i saw this that he got an email from a bioware employee that all the head staff gathered up all all the other staff and he started to talk about all the problems that jason stryer like put out there mm -hmm. like saying like hey you need to fix this and they actually called a meeting together to bring morale back so that's a good thing but there are some bioware employees that are skeptical yeah so uh but yeah definitely read this article uh it's on kotaku.com uh just i would say look up jason stryer dragon age 4 and you know Pretty much find the article but mm -hmm. it's pretty much in the same light as the anthem article yeah but basically like i said basically it sounds like they just haven't learned from their mistakes no. with anthem reading that article didn't like read the article and seeing that like their own employees have commented in this yeah and that they still don't get it right no it's uh it's worrisome i'll, I'll say that it's worrisome yeah but uh, these are interesting articles Jason is murdering it like online on these articles. Yeah, he's doing so, good. Yeah, they're good articles. So definitely check it out, and I and it's actually a good sign that Bioware is seeing these articles and is saying like, okay, um, we need to fix this like yeah. pronto. Someone should. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go into the number two gaming news, and this is a strange one. So according to a luxury marketplace called Hush Hush, there is a anonymous millionaire that wants to design a real life battle royale game on a private island oh my gosh i forgot about this oh yeah you saw that so yeah this is some okay nobody knows who this is a lot of people are saying like oh it's mr beast maybe uh but each player during this real action um battle royale now when i first read this article well i saw the headline i was mm -hmm. just like well this isn't gonna end well but if you read the article like all people should don't just read the headlines. It just sounds like a lot of fun for rich people. Anyways. Who have time to do these things. Yeah. <laughs> but each player will receive an airsoft gun with ammo, uh, touch-sensitive armor, camping gear, supplies, food, drink that would last them three days because the games would last 12 hours each day, lasting three days. So this is a, this is a whole weekend of Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be 12 hour increments. So I'm guessing the other 12 hours are sleeping. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it will last three days. And the last person standing will re receive a hundred thousand pound prize. It actually said on the article pounds. So I don't know what, how that relates to American dollars because I didn't do the math. But yeah, I'll do it. Oh, thank you. So reading this article, it's actually a lot of fun if you're if, if you're rich. A lot of other people are comparing this to the Fire Festival. If you watch the Fire Festival documentary, how it was, you know, set to be this great music festival on a private island, and it just went to smithereens. Like everybody didn't have a place to sleep. Did you? Did you look it up? Yes, a hundred thousand pounds is a hundred thirty thousand eight hundred and twenty-four dollars and ten cents in U.S. state dollars. There you go, our American friends. Uh, so that's so up you would get more Ooh. than someone in Europe. I think, though, that I also read that 
the trip cost fifteen thousand dollars. I might have that number wrong, but I remember it's like so basically that money's pocket money to whoever goes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, it it's pretty cool though. Like, I wish I could go because it just sounds like a lot of fun. Because it's a three-day battle royale, and you're just like on this private island with airsoft. I just guns. imagine like if you're watching it on TV, I imagine it being like the Hunger Games, but with Nerf guns. Yeah. And it just sounds really funny. See, Nerf guns are more affordable. So we should do that. Just like place upon the people. Your, do our own in our backyard. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It lasts three days in our backyard. Here's a Nerf gun. Good luck. <laughs> I saw, just to get a little off topic. Yeah. I was, there was someone on Facebook had posted this house for sale. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it. And in their basement, they had like a wall with guns hanging on it. Yeah. But it was all Nerf guns. Yikes. Oh, I saw that too. I thought yeah. it was so funny. I was like, I love this. I love whoever lives yeah. here. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this is pretty cool. Now, most people, they'll just read the headline. Yeah. And they'll just say, that's going to go super wrong. And it still might. I'm not just trying to say, oh, like. Oh, yeah. You're going to lose people in the jungle. Yeah. But I don't know. This, if, if I had the funds to do this, I would totally do it. With um, your friends, though. Yeah. No, It no, wouldn't no. be something that you advertise and have to get permits. Squads and of four. This things. What? Squads of four? Hmm? Anyways, uh, so really awesome. I think this yeah. is a good time to jump into our number one gaming news right here. A lot of people, and we talked about this in our previous previous episode. Previously on Games and Groceries. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> uh, we talked about the difficulty in video games and how everybody's just up in arms about easy mode and games like Sekiro. On both sides, uh, people on the side of like they want easy mode are up in arms because they... They want to experience the game, blah, blah, blah. And the other side is up in arms like, but I want spicy food, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a lot of controversy with there. This is this is what I do. I go blah, blah, blah when I'm up in arms. So the designer behind the games of the Dark Souls, Soul, um, Soulsborne games, Sekiro, um, the man Hidetaka Miyazaki is actually open to the idea. He's over here, baby. He's on oh, top I of the couch. Thank you. Yeah, the dog is on top of the couch. He jumped over the moon. <laughs> Hide, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki is actually open to the idea of a story-focused game. Mm-hmm. And he actually mentioned uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. He wants to make a game like Red Dead Redemption 2. Fun. A fun. super long game that gets you exhausted after 40 oh hours. Oh my gosh, you were so tired. I was. And it... I was tired of watching you play. Oh, rats. <laughs> So at the um, at the one event called Reboot, uh, Reboot Develop, uh, Miyazaki mentioned at a keynote that one day he would love to uh, make a story-driven game. Uh, and, and he was actually talking with the designer behind Shadow of the Colossus, and his name is losing me because I didn't write it down in my notes. But he was talking with him mm-hmm. and uh, talking about uh, stories and games. And he was uh, saying to the panel, he was saying that gameplay defining a story he says that it's like you're playing with clay and it slowly comes into focus as you're playing with this clay around. Mm-hmm. That that's what the gameplay is like. Uh I don't know what that means, but good on you, Miyazaki. It sounds fun. It does sound fun. Like Play-Doh. I like Play-Doh. Do you Play-Doh like Play-Doh? Is fun. Silly I saw putty. this article that Play-Doh was meant to be used as like it wasn't meant it was thinking it was meant to clean something. Like it wasn't meant to be like a toy. Clean bad vibes, I'm thinking. No. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, but Miyazaki even admitted on the panel that his communication is a little rough, that even his developers designing the game, 
they don't even understand his plot sometimes. So yeah. even like if, it, yeah, yeah, like even if you play a Dark Souls game and you're unsure what the story is, don't worry because not even the developers know. <laughs> not even the people who made it know what it's about. Yeah. Would you play a story-driven game uh, by Hid, 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 Miyazaki, Mr. Miyazaki, <laughs> Mr. Dark Souls? I mean, I don't see why not if it was interesting to me. Yeah. Well, you see the kind of games, like the kind of worlds that he builds, like Dark Souls, Sekiro. Would you play a, a game kind of in that realm? Sure. Oh, okay. Like I said, if the story sounds intriguing or if it mm-hmm. seems intriguing to me, like it really just depends on the subject or like what the theme is. Like it just kind of depends on what it's about or yeah. what it looks like. Like, yeah, so it just depends. But I mean, I wouldn't turn down. I'm like, I know people can be very specific about like if they like a certain developer or a writer or they'll only play those games or like, I don't care. Like no. if it looks good, I'll play it. No, that's that's definitely true. I, I I think I would definitely play it. I'm not really a huge fan of Dark Souls. I really want to play Sekiro because it, it looks more in tune with what I want it from looks a game. Very interesting. It does. But then he goes about saying, like, I want to make a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 in his kind of world. Like, yeah, that seems like that's really intriguing. I would definitely yeah. be into looking at it. Yeah. And he wants to say that, like, he wants to focus on the story. He wants to drive the game with the story and not the gameplay like he usually does. Mm-hmm. So this is really interesting. But he didn't say that he it. Keep in mind. Oh, oh, hold up. Rumor alert. You guys really don't know how excited he gets to press that button. It's not really a rumor, but I just wanted to press the button. <laughs> he just wanted to press the button. But keep in mind of here that he didn't say he's in development of it. He did not say that he's currently in development of this. He said that someday he would love to make a story-driven game. Yeah. So, well, you know, in yeah. a few years, you might see something pop up. Yeah. I think this is a good time. Since we're talking about narrative games, I think this is a good time to introduce our guest. Let's introduce Dan from the Greatest Story Ever Played podcast. Let's go! welcome to the show thanks for having me on hey no problem man thanks for accepting it so uh most of our audience like we probably share an audience at this point but for those who don't know can you talk a little bit about uh, what your show is about and what kind of games you play yeah definitely uh so our podcast uh, is called the greatest story ever played our kind of main focus is on uh story driven or narrative heavy video games uh and really, it can be kind of whatever variety. They don't have to be of a certain genre. Just if story is kind of the main thrust, then we're interested in that. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Story Ever Pod. And if you look up Greatest Story Ever Played, you'll run into our podcast. Yeah, straight up. It, it's a very unique name. I, mm-hmm. I always liked it. Um, did it come from, uh, obviously, the greatest story ever told? Right. Yes. It was a playoff of that. <laughs> nice. I saw it. I was like, that's awesome. That That's a good name, man. But yeah, uh, definitely give him a lesson. Uh, you and Jordan uh, go through mostly, um, and, and it's kind of like sad that most people like call it walking simulators and they like put it in a lower sense. But uh, you guys go through those kind of games where it's very narrative driven. Uh, no, sorry. Um, but yeah, so we have uh, five questions for you and I want to get to know you better and our audience to get to know you better. So uh, you ready for number one? Yeah, sounds great. 
All right. So as you said, you mostly do uh, narrative driven games, story games. Uh, and I just want to ask you, what's the most difficult part of making a podcast about story driven games? I think one of the most challenging parts is just that you actually have to finish the game to yeah. <laughs> record a good episode on it, you know, right on. Um, and even, I guess, related to that is that uh, that kind of does push you into games that you can do in a manageable amount of time, like, you mm -hmm. know, Witcher 3 can take 100 hours to play or something like that, oh, and you yeah. get a two-hour podcast out of it. Like, <laughs> uh, that that would make that hard to do on a regular basis. So you're, you're kind of pushed into a certain uh, time yeah, limit of, I don't know, playing it outside of that time rather than, you know. I played 10 hours of a game and I can talk about it in a real way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and you bring up a good point too with uh, The Witcher 3. Even if you beat it, how do you put it into a one to two hour podcast? Right. It, it seems like that would be deserving of a entire podcast rather than yeah. brief thoughts. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just such a massive game. But uh, yeah, so, and we'll talk about that too. I don't want to like spoil any narrative driven games in our talkie time. Um but yeah, like getting that game done within that week span, it's or whenever you have to record that podcast for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a uh, question too that I have for you. Uh, you also mentioned on Twitter and some of your uh, podcasts that you actually never owned the last generation of games, but you also said that you have uh, childhood memories of gaming. So uh, you obviously had a hiatus of video games. So what caused that hiatus and what brought you back into gaming? Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up playing games. Uh, in high school, I had a PS2, so that was like my age range. Nice. I'm 30 now, so yeah, uh, I had a PS2, and really back then, I mostly played like a lot of Madden or um, yeah, like Call of Duty, Halo, that kind of deal. Right on. And then when I got to college, I think that was probably around when PS3 came out, and so I just didn't buy one. Hmm. And uh, yeah, and then you know just getting into college and working and, you know, hanging out with friends and all that stuff. And so video games just kind of went by the wayside. And then yeah. a little while into that, uh, I got pretty into the Walking Dead show. Me and Jordan were into that. And I looked online and was like, oh, there's Walking Dead video games? Huh. Jordan likes games. Maybe I should ask him about them. Nice. He hadn't played them either. And we started playing them. And to me, that was like, oh, wow, video games can be, you know, way more than just something fun like Halo or Madden or something like that. It's like they can be in-depth stories that, you know, hit emotions and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Tell good stories or whatever. And so that like got me interested. And then a couple years ago, I got like way more Christmas money than I would ever need. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I I'm usually pretty cheap and stuff like that. So I don't mm -hmm. like spend money on myself a lot. And I was like, well, I've got this weird amount of money. I'm going to buy a PlayStation. Let's, let's see if I want to get back into this. And nice. Then a little while after that, life is strange and then like boom now <laughs> then i got full back in <laughs> i like it no yeah. it, it's funny you say that because when i bought my xbox one it was probably years after it released and i used it with our um with our honeymoon money so or the wedding money oh. yeah like <laughs> yeah like we, the awesome. day after our wedding we went out and got an xbox one at, or yeah. xbox one yeah oh that's perfect that's awesome <laughs> right on because like you get with like all the marriage money or not the marriage money, the wedding money, <laughs> their, their <laughs> wedding gifts, <laughs> the wedding gifts. That's the word. And it's just like, Oh, you know what? There's, there's a lot of spare change here. I want the Xbox one. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah, man. But no, it's funny. You mentioned that with, uh, with college and you kind of drop out with that. That's around the same time. I took a little bit of a hiatus too. 
because there's just so much going on. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's a lot of people telling you like, oh, you're you're a grown man now. You're a grown woman now. Why are you playing video games? Um, so there's a, a lot of pressure there, too, I'd imagine. Yeah, no, definitely. And and even like living with roommates, like you don't get yes. the same time as you do at your own house. <laughs> oh, no, true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot going on. I've seen a lot of like hiatuses come on on college, which, you know, that's the most stress. You need the most games. Yeah. <laughs> right so oh is that your dog yes it is <laughs> i mean we got a dog here too so don't worry about it um that's all right sorry that's uh, totally cool man um so so getting to know you a little bit better uh you said narrative games are a lot like a good show i, I heard this from your um podcast teaser if anybody wants to listen to that um that you say narrative games are like a good TV show. So what TV shows come to your mind that had you the most emotionally invested? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Like, like in that teaser. And uh, I think that just TV right now really is just super, super good. Like there's just, you know, a list of 10 shows everyone wants to watch that they oh, haven't yeah. yet. And then the million that they do watch even, but uh, I really like walking dead. Uh, it's had its up and down, but I'm still into it and it's gotten good again. So that's nice. Or, uh, like game of Thrones or better call Saul, nice. uh, true detective Fargo, like I'm any of that kind of stuff. I'm super interested just if it can like pull me in, uh, like that, or I, I don't know, killing off characters. That's, that's usually pretty emotional. So I like that. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. You, you so, say better yeah, call those Saul. Are some of the ones I really like. You said uh, Better Call Saul. Is Breaking Bad in that list? Yeah, yeah. I, I like Breaking Bad a lot, too. That that show, several times when watching it, got me, like, standing up and yelling at my TV. And I was like, <laughs> that, that's how I know it's good. I'm, like, yeah. screaming that this thing could happen. Like, that, that's uh, that's good storytelling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, because I was waiting for that. You were saying Better Call Saul. I'm like, he, he better have watched Breaking Bad. Like, it's... I don't think you can watch Better oh. Call Saul and not watch Breaking Bad. I think that's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And totally missing out. The, yeah. The... Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good show. So, so you like the, the ones that are just like really impactful. Like every time you want to like jump off your seat or like a character gets killed and you're just like complaining about it to your wife who doesn't really care. And she's like, please go to bed. I don't, I don't understand why you're complaining about it. Yes, that, that that is exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, then, and then go listen to people talk on podcasts about it. So I have someone to commiserate with. True that, man. True that. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of uh, things to complain about, uh, I got a fourth question for you. Uh, you've, okay. made, you've made it pretty known that you are a Cleveland Browns fan. Now, yes. the Browns are probably considered the most disappointing team in all of sports. One of, not the most. Um, but with all that said, in your opinion, as a Browns fan, what's the best part about being a fan of the Browns? Uh, but, well, best part is hopefully this season, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess was actually always an answer, but this year it might be real. Um, <laughs> oh, for real. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this time, it, this time it's, uh, looking dangerous as Baker would say, feeling dangerous. Oh, uh, who did you get but, this off yeah, season? I, I've got a lot of, uh. I've got a lot of friends who are Browns fans. So I think that we've kind of had this kind of, all right, uh, we're still committed. Okay. Next year. Okay. Next year. But yep. now, now I think we're actually probably at a spot where we're going to have a lot more happy Sundays than sad ones. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got, um, uh, OBJ, right? Yeah. Getting OBJ. That's oh, huge. 
That was so weird. Like just to see him in a Browns jersey, that's gonna be just it's awesome, but it's so off at the same time. Yeah, very it's definitely strange, but uh it's nice that good players are coming here. <laughs> True that, man. No, like you you have um my old mentality as an Eagles fan, and it's just like next, next year, year, next year. Next year. <laughs> right. Well, and you guys got that with uh Foles two years ago, right? Years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And I was in New York, so like nobody understood, but at the same time everybody hated me. And it was just amazing. <laughs> oh that yeah, right. That you probably feel like a troll to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like you said, like I think uh, a good part of that, um, being in that former camp before, you always like have that um commemoration, camaraderie. Camaraderie. Thank you. Yeah. That's You're the welcome. word I'm looking for. I know. Um, with, with your friends, you know, saying like, there's always next year, there's definitely next year, but, uh, and hopefully this year with OBJ, like that, that's going to be like the real thing. And, uh, who's your quarterback again? I can't remember. Baker Mayfield. Yep. I think that'll be a good matchup. I think you got at least playoff contention. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy to feel that way. Oh yeah. <laughs> like <have> expectations. <laughs> What was the what was the one year where you went zero and sixteen? That was a uh, pretty recent. Last right? year, the year before. That was this. last year. Yeah, yeah. Or, oh yeah. man, I thought it was longer than that. Oh. Yeah, surprisingly recent. <laughs> that would be weird if you went zero and sixteen and then went to the playoffs the very next year. That would be yeah, interesting. That would be insane. That would be crazy, man. But <laughs> yeah, so speaking of things that you're fans of, right? I, I like to do these segues now. Uh, <laughs> Um, you also mentioned on your podcast or on one of the episodes, your top 10 books of 2018, that Goblet of Fire is your favorite Harry Potter book. Now you have a favorite Harry Potter book, but which is your favorite movie and why? So I'm actually a bad person. Have not seen any of the movies. No. Yeah. And actually to add to further badness, last year was my first time reading Harry Potter. So I'm pretty late to the game. Uh, <laughs> oh no! I thought I was late to the game. I didn't read them until I was in high school. Yeah, and oh. Adam thought I was late then. Oh, no, see, yeah. it could have been worse. I'm, I'm clearly last place. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, well, yeah, you I need should... to go out and watch them. I, I know. I'm. Uh, <laughs> we uh, a, a couple of weeks ago we did like a Lord of the Rings marathon. Nice. Friends, we nice. were like, okay, what movie's got to be next? And Harry Potter came up as like one of the ones that we should maybe do next time. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it probably has got to be it. You could probably watch two at a time and make your way through. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. They're I not... mean, Freeform has a Harry Potter. Well, it used to have Harry Potter weekend like every other weekend. Now they have it maybe a couple every couple months. Yeah. So you can always That's catch awesome. it there, too. Now, because you're... I heard that the movies get better as they go. Is that true? I yes. was going to say that, like, because you're a, a book fan, you're going to be severely disappointed, at least with the first two. Yeah. But the movies definitely get better. Like, the last three are my favorites oh yeah for sure okay that's that's good to know so that i can um judge the first ones with that in mind yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean minor spoiler peeves is not involved at all he's not in the movies at all really Weird. yeah i read the books and i see him and i'm waiting for peeves to come out and strangely enough uh he, peeves well you probably knew this if you had a ps2 peeves is in the video games the harry potter video games and I'm just like, oh, but he's not. But he's not in the movies. Yeah, I was just like, why? I I don't understand. Like, why'd you put him in a game? But like, it's so. I easy. think the movies are already so long to include all of his hijinks. It would have just been 
too much because like with movies you have to make sure you're sticking to that main subject and he just kind of got in the way i probably of the movie the only thing that comforts me is that jk rowling approved every movie Mm -hmm. so she approved she's like all right it's okay we he's not pertinent to the story yeah you know so she approved of it so i'm okay with it yeah yeah that that seems fair and i guess to your what smashing a 500 page book into two hours like yeah gotta lose some stuff yeah true that now my last question is do you pronounce it rolling or rowling Ooh, because uh, I've heard it both I ways. Say rolling, rolling, like J.K. Yeah. Rolling. I say rolling. I've yeah, heard, I say rolling. I've heard a couple <laughs> times say rowling, and I and I had to look in the mirror and say, "Am I an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Have I been saying this wrong my whole life?" <laughs> exactly. Like before I meet her someday, it's just like, "Oh, it's J.K. Rowling. It's rowling. Oh, okay, I'll just go hide then. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you remember me for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's all we have for our interview questions and let's just jump right into our coffee time. So every single week we like to jump into a a single gaming topic that we thought about during the week, just saying, Hey, I want to talk about this. And now we have Dan from the greatest story ever played podcast who does narrative driven games. We thought we'd like to talk about simply narrative driven games, right? So Let's just jump right into it with our first talking point. What really hooks you in a game story? I feel like it's like uh, rock, paper, scissors, if who starts. We'll, we'll start with our guest. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I guess just setting up that uh, interesting dilemma or something like that to really early on, like um, with Life is Strange the beginning, you have that storm. Okay, what's going on? Or um, Yeah. Walking Dead, obviously, the zombies. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, there's this interesting dilemma that pulls you in, that keeps you going to find out the next thing that gets you there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, um, oh do I have poor connection? But that's okay. Um, it will probably come back. You were breaking up a little bit, but we got that. Um, that's There we go. It's gone now. Thank you. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with you. That's once it, it has to kick you in within like the first 20 minutes, I would say first, mm-hmm. first 20 minutes, maybe first hour, 20 minutes. is a, it's a lot to reach, but the first hour I would say has to like really hook you in. But, uh, same thing with a uh, life is strange one. Uh, the first episode, I, I actually stopped playing it. Uh, probably the first 10 minutes because I was like, I, I, I don't really, I don't really vibe with this. Yeah. But then like I pushed forward and it's just like, oh man, I got to know everything about this story. Yeah. Well, I think the problem with the with season 2 of Life is Strange, is that what you said or did you say episode 2? Oh, season 1. Oh, Dan, are you still there? Dan? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, it's Adam a... had a little panic attack. You're... Yeah, it said poor connection <laughs> and then I heard silence like, uh-oh um no yeah you you were a little fuzzy for a second on my end but i was still tracking oh right on but uh no yeah it's it's definitely um within the season one episode one okay yeah i thought you said i thought i heard it too no 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 that's season two sorry yeah but uh what, what hooks you into a story liz um usually it's the characters mm-hmm. um 
I have I get very personal with games where it's like mm-hmm. if they're if I'm playing an annoying character like if I like if Max Caulfield was an annoying person yeah in my opinion I would probably have a harder time continuing the game right um I mean because you've seen that like when I'm watching a show if I hate someone in the show like I cringe every time they're on screen like yeah I get very like personal with them. <laughs> So I think they, it has to have good characters and that big dramatic hook type thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like I love my drama shows and everything. So something usually dramatic mm-hmm. that keeps me interested, like what's going to happen next yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I would, I would also say probably the characters and like what you said, like the story. And I would even say, uh, I, oh man, I had something, but, but the purpose behind it, you know, mm-hmm. w- what's getting me forward. Do I care about the purpose? Yeah. Uh, that, that's what really drove me in the halo games. Yeah. You know, uh, you got to stop the covenant from taking over the yeah. halo rings and it's just that purpose that really drives me yeah, forward. You, they can't just drop you in the story and be like, care about this. Like mm-hmm. they have to build up to be like, you should care about this because otherwise all your friends will die. Like something like that. Right. It's uh it's kind of like oxen free where the purpose is yeah. uh, get out alive. Pretty much, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get off of this island. Get off of this <laughs> island or else uh or else Clarissa will be uh taken into a vacuum hole in hell. But I didn't really care about possessed. that the first time. I think the word you're looking for is possessed. Mm-mm, I think vacuum home in hell is uh it's a better term for it. Okay. <laughs> But I, I guess too off of uh, Liz's uh, comment is that uh, I, I think that the main character like I have to like them, but like mm-hmm. like Ren, he was kind of annoying. I can deal with like an annoying side character, but if I yeah. can't relate yeah. it all to the main character, that's yeah. gonna really hurt. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah, side characters I can deal with, but if the person I'm playing and have to deal with twenty four seven is like annoying, I'm like, Meh. right? Or I'll still play and I'll just be yelling at the main character the whole time. <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> My goodness. So, uh, c- jumping into that, like we're we're definitely hooked in these stories, and, and that's what a game has to do is just hook you. I mean, that's the whole point of a hook is to get you reeled into the whole story. Now, it has to hook you for a whole episode, right? We're we're, we're in a season where there's a lot of like episodic titles. We have the Hitman games. We have Life is Strange. Uh, we used to have Telltale. Um, I so I always say that telltale, 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 telltale. Um, what are some of the pros and the cons of episodic releases? Um, I think, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I think a pro is, uh, like you, I, I like getting the story as it kind of goes out and having to wait, like, yeah. just like you do with TV or something like that. I, I think that that's that's pretty nice i i guess your con is similar though is that if it takes too long mm-hmm. people kind of forget about your game and that's not so good yeah yeah i agree with that where like if it takes too long i'm just like but i don't care anymore i've moved on but i i, I don't mind episodic releases but definitely like i feel like they take too long like it's almost like netflix series it's like great you released the whole series all at once so now i've binge watched it and now i can't watch it ever again until the next season next year like yeah it's a little too much like episodic releases like i feel like if you do it i wish they were like closer together like month apart Mm -hmm. like i don't know i 
sometimes I don't like episodic releases as much. Like, I'm just like, eh. Yeah, I'm trying to remember of season one with Life is Strange. I'm trying to remember the time lapse between episodes. I feel yeah. like it hasn't been as long as season well, two. Season one, we bought as a whole well, like package. I, I still remember it because re- I was still Yeah, working. I know you remember it releasing, but it, I don't feel like it's not the same if you're not yeah playing it like we got it and we play it and we just played it yeah you know uh dan do you recall how long the release titles were i think that back then i, I was the same as you guys i played it straight through but i think yeah. theirs was more like eight to ten weeks before whereas i feel like with life is strange too it's more oh like gosh. 12 to 16 weeks which is yeah it's getting quite a much. while yeah because i remember the first life is strange coming out and that's i was still working at gamestop at the time of uh, that releasing so everybody was talking about like the next episode but I still didn't own an Xbox One at the time. I was like, yep, <laughs> totally. Um, and we're getting on episode three of season two. That's the one that's coming yes. next. And we're inching up Inter- on almost... Weeks. Yeah, we're inching up on almost a year since the first episode released. And we're only getting to episode three. Like, I feel like that's a little bit much. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a little too long, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Um yeah, that, that's part of the cons of it is that you're just um, you're, you're just like losing the momentum. Mm-hmm. I of mean, the game. no offense to to um, Life is Strange mm-hmm. season two. I mean, everyone's heard my opinion on it already. I it's kind of losing me. Oh yeah, with each episode, so we'll see. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Like Dan, you have a more positive attitude towards season two, where we had a more negative. Uh, is that still in the same light? You still have a more positive attitude. Yeah, I, I feel positive about it um, so far. I, th- I think that kind of I'm going to save my full judgment for once all five episodes are out kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like some of the things I've seen, um, but I'm kind of like, I, I know I don't have the full picture, so it could do more. And I guess as like a side thing is I really want it to work out for Don't Nod, so I hope that they make a good game. Oh, for <laughs> sure. That, uh moving away from Max and Chloe isn't like a huge blunder for them. Like I hope that it's like, okay, that was pretty good. Even if it's not Max and Chloe, I hope that it gets there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. It's just, uh, I, I feel you where it's just kind of like you wanted to work. You wanted to work so bad just because season one was so great. Yeah. And so impactful, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just because uh, I, I know that I held some negative reviews about, uh, episode two, but there's just there's three more episodes to build back up, and I and I think they have the potential to do so. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as yeah. positive with it. Right on. They definitely have convincing to do. Like they're yeah. you know if it if it stays the same, then I think all of us will be like, oh, that was like a six or a seven, and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once episode three comes out and it's still kind of dragging then I'll, I'll be, I'm going to lose a little bit more faith, but I'm also a less positive person, I guess. So I always see glass half empty kind of person. And with what I sense from your podcast, you're definitely glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, I think that is the take. And I, I guess even another glass half full thing is, uh, I'm, I am glad that they gave us the, like, these are the three release dates we're going to do True, rather yeah. than leaving us wondering like, when is it going to be? And then, oh my God, it's 10 weeks. Oh my God, it's 12 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, now I'm like, okay, fine. I know that I'm getting this one in May and then 
I think the next one's in August or something. And I'm like, fine, I won't worry about Life is Strange 2 until August because I don't have to think about it instead of like yeah, just mm-hmm. keep anticipating and then keep being let down. <laughs> oh, no, it's true. It's like, like at least we can pencil it in. And like, like you said, at right. least the one thing we don't have to worry about is waiting for each episode to come out. Yeah, I hope that episodic games do that in the future. When Telltale did that for Walking Dead before it died. And then oh, you're came right. Back, yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I thought that was really good because it was like, OK, cool. I can I'm, I don't have to wonder. I'm not mad that I don't know. Instead, I'm like, all right, that's what it is. Cool. You deliver that. I'm going to be excited each of those days. Yeah, exactly. Like now I can actually look forward to it, which uh, episode three is coming out the day before we leave to go see my mom for Mother's Day. And I'm just like, oh, man, it's like so I have to play it, rush it and then hopefully record our thoughts before we leave for for vacation that week. So but I I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It should it should definitely work out. I'm I'm really good at um, making my thoughts known. (laughs) Uh, really quickly i guess that's the other thing I, I, yeah cram it all in exactly and, that, and that's the other thing i don't like rushing my thoughts on anything i i like to kind of soak it in sleep on it make sure that i'm not going into it with an emotional state but i'm good at judging it on the spot yeah <laughs> so you'll, you'll be ready right away oh yeah oh understood so jumping into another talking point that we have here, I also have d- uh, down here, what do you prefer more, right? Uh, shorter games like Oxenfree that take about four to five hours, not even five hours, uh, or longer games like Red Dead Redemption 2 that took me 60 hours to beat the main story. Wow, way to choose two polar opposites. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's the <laughs> point. <laughs> but uh, what, what are your thoughts, Dan? Uh, I, I guess from a podcast standpoint, shorter is probably better because it's oh, easier yeah. to keep up with. Oh, that's true enough. Uh, yeah. As a, as a person, I, I could go either way. Like I really loved Horizon Zero Dawn and I think I put like 75 hours in that or something Whoa. like oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I've ever played a game that much. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it was amazing. Like it, it was so great and I liked all of it, but so I guess it's what it warrants almost like, I don't know. I thought Horizon Zero Dawn, those 75 hours were all good. I would have played yeah. more if they wanted to give me more. Um, <laughs> True that. Yeah. So basically based off the the capability of it being able to keep your attention for however many hours it makes you play, basically. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Because and- I guess even probably some shorter games I've played, I've been like, eh, I'm glad that's kind of over. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Even though it was only two hours or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still haven't played... Dear Esther, yeah, I have it on PC, and I I keep hearing that it's it's just okay, and it's only a two hour game, so I'll just play in an afternoon sometime. But whereas um, what remains of Edith Finch that that was two hours, right? Two to three hours? Yeah, just about. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was that just really pulled me right in. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Yeah, that that was. I think that's probably the best walking sim that exists. Yes, I um, I definitely agree <laughs> it's with so that. Good. Uh, and, and I agree with you. I like how you first said, like, on a podcast standpoint, I like the shorter games. Definitely. Yeah, because I want to get yeah. as much gaming in as possible to, like, I guess, report mm-hmm. on it a little bit. Uh, and I remember when I first picked up Red Dead Redemption 2, and I wanted to give my thoughts about it a little bit, and it took me a month to beat it. And I was just like, I 
I'm so close to beating it, guys. I promise. <laughs> like, it's such a long game. Well, even when you have the shorter ones, like Life is Strange, mm -hmm. it's only about three hours. But in a game like that, where you know there's hidden things that you need to find, that makes right. it even longer. And like so a situation that is coming up with the next episode for us, where mm -hmm. we have to play it, record, and leave to yeah. go on vacation. It's like... I remember the last episode took me so long and I felt like it was dragging and dragging. I was just mm -hmm. like, I want to be done. Mm -hmm. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that, I think sometimes even the shorter ones, it's that playability and like, all right, I don't mind. Like it's, it's, it can be short, but it also needs to be um, yeah. interesting. <laughs> See, I, as soon as you said that, you know, what I thought of every time I finally get somebody to play oxen free, they're like, oh, I beat it. I said, no, no you, you didn't. didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, go back. You see that continued timeline? Yeah. Click that and then enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got, I got to do multiple run throughs on that game. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I, I listened to your episode on Oxen Free and you said that uh, Jordan left and he came back downstairs and he saw a continued timeline. And you're like, what's this? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I had I, no idea. It was. It was the greatest reveal ever. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, I said the and, same thing. And then playing thing. again with Austin, too. Oh, yeah, man. That second playthrough is great. Yeah, it, it, oh, it yeah. makes it a whole brand new game. It's almost like Oxenfree 2 because it just puts out different narratives within it. But we got Oxenfree 2 coming soon with um, After Party, so I'm excited about that. There's going to be an Oxenfree 2? No, no. It's just um, it's Night School's next game. Oh, okay. And it's called After Party. And basically, you're two teenagers in hell, and you have to find Satan to have a drinking contest with him. Isn't what in the <laughs> world? Um, but it they looks insane in all the best ways. I need to see a trailer. They said it's going to make you cry as much as Oxenfree did, but then I thought I I don't think I really cried in Oxenfree. I think they just mean like the emotional. Yeah. You know, for people who like who really feel for people who have a soul yeah, yeah. exactly people no i understand soul. that <laughs> but um it sounds interesting but i don't i'm curious to see how a game about having a drinking game with satan how that takes an emotional toll on you no right i'm very interested yeah it, it it's so strange of an idea but it, it looks super fun and they've got like all the fun voice actors in it Chloe's going to be in it, and uh, from Life is Strange, her voice actor, Ashley Birch, she's nice. going to be in it, and like a bunch of former Telltale voice actors and stuff like that. It looks awesome. Okay, now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of games that we're interested in, uh, I'm just getting better at these segues You're now. Just doing great, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of games that we're really interested in, talking about stories that are just so long, like I said, I, I played Red Dead Redemption 2, and just to beat the main story, it took me 60 hours. Uh, what are some story-driven games that are super long, but you just don't have time for anymore? Uh, what do you think, Dan? Uh, lots of them. <laughs> yeah, I think right? that, like, you know, I'd, I'd love to play, like, Fallout games or Skyrim or... You haven't played Skyrim? I haven't played any of those. Oh, um, no. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a, uh, all oh, these right. good games that are awaiting me. And I, I think I'll get there eventually, but, yeah. you know... It's kind of hard because they basically have to be a side game for me to play because, like, I can't just, uh, hey, I'll put out a Skyrim episode, guys. Uh, once yeah. it's done, I'll make a new episode. It's like, all right, see you in four months. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, right? 
so it, it has to be kind of on the side with other stuff so that i think that's where that kind of makes those hard i definitely want to get to all of them though because they all uh, seem exactly like what i would want to play like mm-hmm. i didn't know i liked rpgs uh at first and as i've played more i'm definitely into them but they also all have a lot of time in them <laughs> yes they do oh man like i i wish i knew how many hours i put into skyrim but too many too many man uh <laughs> same thing with fallouts <laughs> like it's just so good but i get what you're saying that like it's just it, because it's such a massive game you really can't just like hey here's skyrim why don't you play it it's it's a little bit more than that yeah. <laughs> like you have to change your lifestyles a little bit to to get into Skyrim like that. Yeah. But see, I was, yeah. See, I was surprised about Skyrim, but I I was about to drop the news bomb that I have not played a single Witcher game. And me either. (laughs) Yeah. And I know they're so fantastic. They look interesting. But, and I always see it on sale. Like they always have the complete edition for 15 bucks and it's actually on sale right now for, for 15. And it's not a bad price. It's just, when am I going to have time for, like you said, it takes like a hundred hours to play that. And I just, I, I want to play other games. <laughs> like, honestly. Play little bits at a time. Yeah, but it's going to suck me in. I know it's. Like, yeah, you're good at that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, um, That's the thing. Like, I, I do want to play The Witcher 3, like any Witcher game, but especially Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. One, because it's always on sale and I like yeah. sales. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, it, but that's the thing. It's just there's, it's just too long. I don't know if I'll ever be able to play it, especially with Starfield coming out soon. Not this year though, unfortunately. Uh, Liz, are there any games that like you know are super long that you want to play? Um, not super long, but mm-hmm. longer than I'm used to because I've said before, like Life is Strange is like the first video game other than Sims that I really played. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I was used to. And now I'm starting to get into the other ones like the David Cage. Yeah, games. the David Cage ones. So and those aren't extremely long. So I got used to those. And then I just I started playing The Last of Us mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, this is a real game. Yeah. Um, so that's a little longer and that's an actual time investment yeah. for me to sit down and play it because one those games stress me out when I can't kill things that should die or killing me. Yeah. Like when I keep dying, I get so frustrated. So like I need to be in the right mindset to play these. Like I can't, like I haven't played at all tax season because it's just too much <laughs> for me <laughs> to deal with. So it's more of like the um, emotional <laughs> investment, I guess, um, in the longer, more stressful type games. No, that's true. It's just, um, it doesn't even have to be a long game. It's like an emotional stretch of a game yeah. too. My goodness. And uh, yeah, that, that's totally true. I, when I first started playing The Last of Us, I just got killed by clickers all the time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, at the very beginning, you know, like, all right, I need to figure this out, or I'm not going to be able to play this game. Like, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. even. I couldn't even beat like the first like battle like i had to have adam get past it for me the first time I'm just like i can't do it i keep dying and i actually dropped it for like three months before i'm like adam fix it <laughs> <laughs> no that, that that's true I, I know this isn't what this topic is but your last one talking about difficulty in games yes that's i was gonna ask you about that in there is that like if i get stuck like i'm if i get stuck too much i'm out and i probably won't come back so yeah. that's mm. that's also important <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask you about that um because I also have the we we went over the top three gaming news and uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki 
I yeah. really hope I said that right. Uh, who is the creator of the Dark Souls games. He's actually open to the idea of playing a story-focused game, like just like Red Dead Redemption. Uh, and, I, and I think that's really good for people that want to get invested in those games, like uh, Sekiro and uh, Dark Souls, but he's going to be focusing more on the story than anything else. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and, and I also wanted to ask you, where do you stand on the whole difficulty in games uh, scenario? That whole controversy. I, I like to have the option of how hard I want it to be, like like with Last of Us, that you can choose your mm -hmm. difficulty levels or yeah things like that. Uh, just because I, I think for me, yeah, if I'm too frustrated, then I'll probably stop playing the game. And like, since I'm a guy who cares about the story more than other things, like, uh, I don't care if I get the quote unquote easy way out. Like, I'm mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't bother me because I'm not you know uh trying to be a self-proclaimed good gamer or yeah. something like that like <laughs> yeah i don't really care about that i'm like no nah, the last of us like that story of this thing was really cool or it made me feel this way like that's what i care way more about so like i don't know i like the option but i also understand if games don't want to so like i know dark souls are super hard and so i'm like well i probably won't buy those unless i like get way better at games yeah mm -hmm. No, I, I feel that, like I said in the last episode, I've never beaten a Soulsborne game, like, ever. I'll pick it up, and I say, no, thank you, and I'll return it. <laughs> um, but, I, but I can definitely respect the people that want that type of game. Uh, it's just definitely, it's just oh. not for me. Uh, but I, I like how Miyazaki is more interested in, like, no, I, I definitely want to make a story-focused game. That, that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, he'll probably have a difficulty like it'll be easy, medium, and Soulsborne. Like that, that will be the difficulty titles. <laughs> so, to to close out our conversation, if he does that, then he'll uh, keep his audience. Oh yes. <laughs> oh man, that would be so cool though. Oh I, my goodness. I'm gonna contact him and. No, let's not. Ah, dang it. Um, but yeah, closing out our conversation. Um, we just got the reveal of Jedi Fallen Order, and this is a story-focused game. And what was really interesting was Vince Pella yesterday, we're recording this on Saturday, so on Friday, Vince Pella actually revealed to an audience, like, listen, this is a story-focused game, there's no multiplayer, there's no microtransactions, and the crowd actually cheered. Like, they were so happy about that. And in a, in a time where it's all multiplayer, all microtransactions, live services, whatever, there there's still a future in narrative-driven games. And, and the, the last point we want to make is, what kind of future do you see narrative-driven games uh, having? So, so, Dan, we'll start with you. What kind of future do narrative-driven games have? I, I, Star Wars uh, actually boosted my uh, <laughs> feeling towards this today, uh, nice. seeing that because... Oh, the trailer's uh, so good. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it, it's it's awesome looking. So, I, I that that does make me feel some hope towards it because, as you said, it is going a lot more towards multiplayer, microtransaction, that kind of thing. Mm. And that's not really the kind of games that I play or want to play. And so, some of that even has me worried that like, will games leave me behind or something like that? But yes. seeing you know, Star Wars is doing that, or or like a lot of the PlayStation exclusives, those seem to be pretty story-driven, and PlayStation seems to have marked itself out as, like, nah, we're still into stories, like, we'll, we'll put our money there, and so 
Mm-hmm. I, I do feel good about that. But I mean, I guess on the other side, seeing something like Telltale close down isn't good. <laughs> oh, very true. No. Yeah, because that's weird. Well, like the, the Telltale situation was a little strange just because they put out too many games and they just couldn't keep up with themselves. So that's true. Yeah. Uh, but people just weren't buying it anymore. But no, I, I see what you're saying. That Like even PlayStation, all their exclusives are very narrative driven. I mean, last year, God of War won game of the year, you know, a narrative driven game that had no multiplayer and no microtransactions as far as I know. I don't think there's any microtransactions. I in doubt it. it. Yeah, I don't think there are. Uh, have you still not unwrapped your copy of God of War yet? I started playing. Nice. Um, <laughs> what do you slow, think? Slowly but surely, I'm making my way through it. <laughs> nice. It's pretty fun so far. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 gameplay involved in it is just it's fantastic. It's so fluid. It's so nice. It's it's very satisfying. My goodness, uh, Liz, where where do you see narrow-driven games going? Um, the reveal of the Star Wars one that's coming out, mm-hmm. um, definitely brings me hope that like, A new even, hope? hush, <laughs> um, that it just gives me that hope that like these newer games, the more like combat type games mm-hmm. are also kind of stepping into like, all right, maybe we should have a more compelling story. So kind of bringing two worlds together so that does bring hope that like story games are gonna still continue in the future but i definitely agree with dan where it seems that playstation is on board with like let's just do these like they have all the david cage games and they're Mm. all story and hopefully that continues and hopefully the more that other um platforms see how successful those games are because like i know that like when david cage games come out other um, playstation exclusive games come out that um that i see it all the time on facebook and on twitter like people freaking out over this game that's coming out so hopefully that will soon be so big that other platforms will be like oh maybe we should look into having more look at getting more of these types of games on our platform too no totally uh, and I like what uh, you said that you know more platforms are going to be more invested in this, and that's what I think. I think a lot of people are afraid they're going to lose money on these games, but in all actuality, they they still continue to make games, mm-hmm. uh, are, are still continuing to make money. Uh, like like we talked about with Dragon Age Four in the top three gaming mm-hmm. news, how it's going to be a live service, you know, continued storytelling you know, you're going to purchase new chapters in the game, purchase instead of microtransactions, you're purchasing more of the game. Yeah. More story. Right. And I think that's where we're leading off to. I think we're going to have more episodic releases where you're continuing to make money from that. Yeah. And also DLC packages and all this other stuff rather than pointless microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I could, I could see that. Cause that would maybe be a way businesses would, invest in story-driven games because mm-hmm. may- maybe they just haven't figured out how they're going to make money off of us again. <laughs> True. Yeah, but if that's like the way to do it, <laughs> then they will. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. They're, they're so afraid that like, oh, we're going to lose money. We're going to lose money. But that's how the gaming industry was started was with narrative-driven games and uh, story games. Yeah, you had their multiplayer games. But I, I like what you said, uh, Dan, with I'm afraid that the gaming industry is going to leave me behind. And I'm going to have to get into games like Fortnite. And I'm like, no, thank you. Oh, no. I tried really hard to get into Fortnite. I could not. 
I just I, I don't even really, like watching it. Yeah, it was so dull. Oops, lost my Fortnite audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I ever had a Fortnite audience, that would be cool though. Um, but yeah, no, I liked what you said. Like, I'm just I I just don't want to be left behind, and I I still think there's a really good place in this. Uh, Dan, did you at all watch the reveal stream for uh, Jedi Fallen Order today? I didn't uh, watch the stream. I, I just saw uh, the trailer and like the first announcement thing that came out mm-hmm. earlier before that. Yeah, definitely check it out just because um, the main actor for Jedi Fallen Order, I can't remember his name, but he actually played Joker on Gotham. And oh, cool. At least young Joker. We don't know about later on because we haven't. Yeah, we haven't finished, we haven't finished Gotham, Gotham yet. But we know that he plays young Joker. <laughs> yeah. So. So he was he was saying like, oh, this is my first video game. He was talking about how it still takes skill to act in a video game and, and really give a a compelling story in it. And and he was just really saying, like, no, video games do have a future with narratives, with mm-hmm. acting, with yeah. giving the audience something to, like, really chew on. Yeah. So it was just really cool to see, like, an actor say that. that like a that's awesome. That, mm-hmm. that That's big. And even as video games have started, it seems like having some bigger actors like that, uh, um... Death Stranding, having Daryl and yes. whatever from Walking Dead, like that—that's yeah. like a big deal. Or uh, until Dawn had Rami Malek before he was big. That's mm-hmm. pretty fun. And um, <laughs> Hayden Panettiere, that was a big name for yeah, a video yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, that was huge having her. Her too. Yeah, that was awesome. I love uh, So I, I hope that crosses over. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought of another thing that could have me worried about narrative games potentially. What's that? Is I saw a thing that said that like the average person only owns seven video games. What? Um, Who did I they survey? I was like, I own more than thirty. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you, you would think if that actually is holds true, then I bet that person would have, you know, mm-hmm. um, I have Halo and I've got NBA Live, mm-hmm. or, you know, like that kind of thing. You know, that would be their games. Um, or like maybe the most story-driven person would probably have like Fallout, Witcher, Red Dead. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. So. No, that's weird. Uh, if you have a link on that, can you send me that? Because I would love to read that. Yeah, we'll do. I think I saw it on Reddit like a while ago, so I'll try to find it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, it, no, that makes a lot of sense because, like I said, I, I work with teenagers all the time, and there's one kid who, who has Spider-Man. Oh, my goodness. No, I will bother him to the day. No, I, I know. I'm just saying. It, like uh, We have this conversation with him every Sunday. Adam's like, Spider-Man? did you play Spider-Man? I don't have room. Like, and we're like, delete something. He's like, but what? And I'm just like, <laughs> and then it comes like, oh, I play this new game. I'm like, really? Really? Like <laughs> you, you made room for that game, but you can't make room for Spider-Man. Like, but it's mostly Fortnite he plays. Like it's yeah. Fortnite, and then all the other games are all side of that games. kid's money goes to Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Pretty okay. Much. Oh, that, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like that's like that spot. I think that's where I was before when I first gamed in high school too. Was it was just playing a lot of Madden and like Halo or something, yeah. and it was like. That was all I did, and I just stayed with it forever. Uh, True but enough, yeah. To me, I think I got kind of like, oh, there's not more there, so maybe maybe he'll have to realize. Wait, more is my Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna bother him until he plays it, man. Like Spider-Man is just so awesome. But I think we can uh, wrap up this week's episode. Uh, Dan, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a great conversation. And uh, thank you for revealing to us that you have not watched a single Harry Potter movie, but you're going to fix that <laughs> soon, right? I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a promise on the podcast. It's now on the internet. So your promise is now all over the web. I like it. 
<laughs> for all of history. For all of history. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. Yeah, man. And uh, remind our audience, uh, where where can we find you? What's your what's your podcast called again? What do you do? Just a final reminder. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, so you can find us at uh, The Greatest Story Ever Played. Um, you can find us on whatever podcast app you use, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Story Ever Pod. We talk about uh, in-depth narrative video games. This week we're going to come up with one on Bioshock. Recently nice. we've also talked about Telltale's Walking Dead, um, Life is Strange 2, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if any of that stuff interests you, definitely check us out. Yeah, I, I highly recommend go checking out his podcast. He also has a guest, uh, Jordan, and he also had Kevin on. Uh, but definitely go check out his podcast. It's especially if you like uh, narrative driven games. So uh, we're just going to wrap it up here. Definitely uh, follow us on at Gaming Groceries. Follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And definitely check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. How many more times can I say Games and Groceries all in one sentence? <laughs> So we thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Dan, thanks again for coming on. Uh, it's been a really awesome conversation. And we will uh, check you guys next week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.